let's roll this fucking thing. Go! What's happening, everybody? It's once again Thursday where you're at in the future, and not Thursday where we're at, but we're here anyway because we are working for it. My name is Ben, and I am joined today by my main man, Mr. B. Cone, Brian Cone. How the hell are you, Brian? Dude, I'm going doing super well. It's sad that Brian House is not with us again. No, man. He's still down and out with shingles, but I've got to I've got to roast you a little bit. I, I just it, have to. So this show is a little bit post- postponed, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's always late to everything. That's that's the joke. <laughs> but eat. What what was the reason why you said that you? I couldn't dare munch on my uh, my quesadilla while I was podcasting. That's unprofessional. Well, man. that's not what I was gonna bring up. You said oh, I had to you put had the to... ribs on. Yeah, that ribs was the first out. Thing. <laughs> Just take take a second, Ben. Let's slow this thing down. You had to put the ribs in a crock pot. Well, yeah. Is that allowed? Sure. <laughs> have you have you never tried it? It actually works incredibly well. Dude, if you have ribs, well. if you have ribs, you gotta smoke them. You gotta grill them. You gotta do something. I don't do have something. a smoker. I don't have a uh. smoker. No, I, I've been doing them in the crock pot and uh, <clears throat> put them in there all day. Nice little simmer, little onion on there, and whatever, whatever not. And then at the end, I pop them out. Then I put them to the grill. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Get a little, get a little bark going a little bit. You know, a little crisp. But they're like, sometimes, I will admit. They're hard to get out of the flipping crock pot because they just fall right the hell apart. But man, they are good that way. I'm telling you, gotta try it. I've guess I've never heard of someone putting ribs in a crock pot because like if you're if you're gonna yeah. ball out and get some ribs, you gotta you gotta smoke those yeah. things or you gotta grill them or something something. Yeah, you know, I I love to cook. I actually. Um, in high school, toured uh, several different culinary schools with the intention of becoming a cook. Like that was, I, really? I was going, going for it. Yeah, I was all excited to do it. And then <clears throat> the more I, I toured these places and talked to the people and kind of talked it over with my parents and whoever else, you know, uh, folks that I knew who were cooks and that kind of thing, chefs and that kind of thing. And just that, that sort of weight of your weekends are gone, your holidays are gone, uh, you know, all of that. Eventually, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do that. I could always come back and do this, but I don't want to commit to that out of the gate. So I kind of backed off of it. But I feel that for sure. Cooking. I I totally understand that because, like, my brother, you know, he's he's done that same thing. Where yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not – you're never off when your buddies are off. No, no. But what yeah. do I do now? I work for myself and work seven flipping days a week, 12 hours yeah. a day anyway. You know, it's a difference. But oh, Like Brian Howe said or somebody else said, I would rather work 80 hours for myself than 40 hours for someone else. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt at all. And I'll tell you, man, um, who was I just talking to about this? <clears throat> oh, I think I was talking to Jack, my, my son about being a chef, you know, and, uh, it, man, I don't know. We always talk about like hard jobs and, you know, jobs that are, you work your ass off and like, it seems like what comes to mind, right. Is like some construction job or a logger or, you know, something like that. But man, chefs, cooks, 
people in the kitchens, they work their balls off, dude. Yes, they I do. mean, unbelievable how much you got to work to run a kitchen right. and and make money doing it. You know, it's not easy. Not Especially these last couple of years where, you know, everything's oh, been fuck. chronically understaffed. I mean, my yeah. brother has got horror <clears throat> stories of working you know, starting off, you know, especially the, I think the worst one is when he worked for the Predators, like the, the mm -hmm. NHL team in Nashville. Um, yeah. Basically, he was cooking all of the meals for them, for the players. And mm -hmm. it started off as like a, a crew of 20 to 25 people. And by yeah. the end, and, <laughs> you know, oh, Nick, of course, being down there, of course, you kind of become, you know, a Predators fan, you, you know, you yeah, follow yeah. their games and such. And like they were getting into playoffs and they kept winning. And my brother's like, yeah, oh, damn, they're still winning. I have to still you know, <laughs> I gotta keep make them food. Cooking. But like yeah. by the time they got to the end of the playoff or any, even the last month there, he was. Oh, oh Ben, is this a Sorry, rookie mistake right so here? Amateur. Oh, so boy. amateur. My right bad. in the middle of a story, I too. I had the <laughs> phone muted, but not the damn iPad. Oh, man. Sorry. Uh, anyway. I'll bet but anyways, the, the he was, he crew started just off, grew, right? And no, the crew, more people. the crew went from 20 people or 25 people, and then yeah. by the end, he was down to like three or four people cooking. Right, but the, the I guess I, I said that wrong. The number of people he had to feed just probably just grew exponentially, right? Well, no, it was the same group of people, but imagine, yeah. you know, if there's a crew of 20 to 25 yeah. people that are cooking, and like you're working 40 hours a week at 20 people. Right. So you get down to, you know, just you know, three, yep. four, five people. And they were working like 90 hour work weeks and, and probably no slouch food either. Right. Like oh, good no. shit. Like no. not just fucking burgers and, and, and dogs. Like, this guy has this allergy and that guy can yeah. only eat this, that, and the other. And every oh, single person right? had like such elite a athletes and right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy line of work for sure. It is uh, underrated. I think to an extent, uh, in terms of work and, uh, dedication and, and passion, um, I don't know why, but um, the past couple of days, for some strange reason, Anthony Bourdain has been popping up in my Instagram feed. Interesting. And uh, this is a, a really cool guy, right, who just uh, embodied that uh, philosophy or that reality of being a chef uh, as a noble trade that you worked your ass off to, uh, you know, accomplish. Uh, I for think sure. He, he was kind of really good at telling that story and uh, nobody's carrying that baton these days very well yeah, i'm sure there's a person out there somewhere it's yeah, yeah. they'll come up it, it, yeah. every single time that you know the big giant of some something you know goes down or passes away or whatever retires there's always someone you know a young buck trying to you know fill that fill those shoes and yeah, it's just the yeah. way of things yeah yeah so ben yeah, what, what's social going media yeah, for sure. So, Ben, what's going on in your <clears throat> workshop this week? I, we were talking a little bit beforehand about this crazy <clears throat> client down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll give you the rundown. I've been cleaning my shop. Um, we got carpet installed in the basement on Monday, and it was freaking awesome. Nice. A little, little premature, maybe. You know, a little, little premature. Uh, don't quite have everything buttoned up. Probably could have waited another week. But, uh, you know, when the carpet comes in, you got to lay it. So that's sure. what they did. <clears throat> I put some, um, oh, I hate the term that they're using for it these days, but some luxury vinyl plank 
flooring on uh, under the uh, washing machine and the, the washer and dryer and then in the bar area. Um, I don't know why. I We always just called it laminate flooring. I guess it used to be laminate hardwood, you know, the thin stuff that just kind of clips or snaps together. Uh, but now it's made out of a, a vinyl. And, okay. And... Uh, yeah, it was. It's so so simple to install. If anybody's questioning um, putting some of that in and whether it's worth paying somebody to do or not, don't don't pay anybody. I mean, if, if you have zero uh, handyman skills, you could probably still accomplish that job. Yeah, I know. I know. Knife. I know. I asked you a question, but I'm going to immediately derail you on a totally different conversation because. Okay, so I have my own little personal curse about bringing something up on the podcast and immediately falling through. If you look <laughs> back, you know, there is there is that uh, haunted workshop that fell oh, through. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, talked yeah. briefly about making a Damascus spork because I was going to do a collaboration with a big YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. That shit fell through. <clears throat> There's a couple other things that, you know, I bring up on the podcast and it just falls through. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. you know, Emily hasn't fallen through yet, even though I talked right? about that whole yeah. thing. You've been you know, touching, she didn't say touching no, your whatever. wood when you talk about it. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Come on now. Knock on wood. But anyways, <laughs> so speaking of putting in flooring and doing some rehab on your house yeah tell me about this emily and i will be actually so this comes out tomorrow tomorrow night at six o'clock we're going to be looking and doing a walkthrough on our first like house that we're looking at actually nice. seriously is it close to where you're at close to the shop what's this what's the skinny oh my goodness uh <laughs> prepare for a big derailment of this conversation. It's all right. That's all right. Um, That's all right. So this house, and we just kind of found it a little while ago, and we've been kind of scoping it out, kind of looking at the pictures and whatnot. So it's uh -huh. not, it's it's listed as a fixer-upper. So like there's okay. there's no bones That's about it. There, though, there are a lot that. of things that need to be fixed on it. Yep. Um, it's, it's a moderately sized house. I think there's three bedrooms, two bathrooms, a basement, a two-car garage that's attached. Ooh, but boy. but the big two kicker, car workshop is there well, a shop too here's the big kicker in the backyard oh. there is a barn Fuck that is me. huge oh boy and look so out. not only is there a barn but there it's got it's insulated it, it was a workshop like it was a no metal way. shop before it's no lined shit, it's already wired up for 220 and all electricity is oh. run perfect Ballin'. so here's here's the thing so we're looking at the house and we're just kind of looking at pictures and of course by the time you're hearing it later today we'll be going to go look at it in person yeah. it's about it's on about an acre of land so it's you oh, know it's a decent better. amount not not crazy but enough where yeah. there's we don't have neighbors super close around. so i can yeah. i can yeah. you know hammer away and not piss off anybody yeah buddy. but um so the house, you know, obviously there's a lot of repairs. There's a lot of things. It's it's listed as a fixer-upper, and there will be a lot of work that goes into it. But this uh, barn, that's the thing that I really care right? about. Right, yeah. So yeah, the wall's already insulated. There's it. Here's the thing. So the listing says sold as is. So you assume that everything that is there is going with the house, right? Right, yeah. Okay, and, so. And that they're not going to do – because a lot of times, right, you'll um, – You'll make an offer with like contingencies where you'll say, uh, you know, hey, here's my price, but y'all got to put a new roof on it 
uh, put some black plastic down in the crawl space and uh, fix the fucking gate. And then they right. can say, no, it's sold as, as is. is. Yeah. So sold. So I'm a newbie here. So if it says sold as is and there's something in the barn, that will not mm-hmm. be in the barn or it will be in the barn. Mm, well, that would be contents, I think. So that would be uh, potentially negotiated outside of the home purchase. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. The, yeah. the, they're talking more the the property, the land, the landscaping, and the structure itself. But damn, <laughs> could be that he doesn't want to move that big power hammer. Well, here's the thing. So <laughs> there is a big old metal lathe. There's drill mm-hmm. presses. There's giant band saws. There's I would um, make him an offer. Surface with grinders, and then the big thing is there's a big giant milling machine in there. Oh. So like obviously it's all wired up for you know three phase power and it's yeah. all you know plenty of space. There's plenty of it's room been, for me uh, to do things, but man, if that milling sitting, machine could just like you know stay there, well, it's been <laughs> sitting. It's been sitting vacant or someone living there now. I honestly, we haven't done all the crazy research. We're just getting in contact yeah. with them. We're gonna see it for the first time, you know, tomorrow night or as you're yeah. listening to tonight. So. Yep. I would, I would seriously though, um, I, I would discuss it with the realtor, and then um, as you make the offer, come up with a second offer that would be for the tools as well. Right. And you probably get a better price, I would think, you know, that way, uh, than buying onesie twosies, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and honest the, to God, if the thing runs and like, well, it, if it does end up staying, there's more, there's more money in the tools in that barn right yeah. now than the property is worth. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would at least give it a try. Right. And yeah. say, Hey, are the tools included in this price? Does he want to get rid of the tools? Uh, can, uh, can he come up with a number for me on the tools? You know, or I always hate to be the first one to put the number out there. Right. So right. I, and if, I'm just thinking if, if, if it were me, I would probably try to, you know, cornhole him into making, you know, setting the, the bidding, starting the bidding, so to speak. Sure. Because honestly, um, it, thinking of it from his perspective, if if they're moving or, you yeah. know, if someone's like, this is a, sub, a, a parent has passed away and they're selling off the right. estate, it'd be much right. easier to just sell it and leave it where it is instead of trying to sell it off at auction and then having to yeah. move it and... Man, I hope that's that the, the case, other. right? It wouldn't that would be so nice for you if it were an estate that uh, that they were just looking to get rid of because odds are, I mean, this isn't always the case, and I'm probably stereotyping here, but most folks don't know the value of things like that. You know, right. grandpa grandpa had all this metal shit out in the fucking barn and he'd go out there and, you know, hammer on things. Uh, nobody knew what the fuck he did or what it was worth or anything like that. So right, that would be right. sweet. Well, the other thing to think about is like, you know, this Christmas rush is coming through. So obviously I'll be finishing up this Christmas rush. And then, you know, I'm going to have a couple months of relative downtime. That would be the perfect time to be refurbing on this house, getting it up to livable, you know, not perfect, but livable. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, hey, I could have my shop literally in the backyard and it'll be a barn. (laughs) Not not a cone. Be cone HQ, baby. That would be so sweet. But again, I, you know, now that far. I've brought it, now that I've brought yeah. it up on the podcast, you know it's. I'm gonna knocking fall on through. wood, knocking <laughs> on all kinds of fucking wood. Um, yeah. 
Man, I tell you, we so we bought our house back in '09 here. Um, the value of the home has increased by no less, no less than sixfold. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. it's been that insane here in Boise. Literally, uh, I, well, I'll just say we bought our our house for right at right around two hundred. And I could probably sell it tomorrow for eight hundred. It's yeah. unreal. But the problem is, uh, I could take that eight hundred and get basically nothing for it. You right. Know, you would have to would... move out of state or move way yeah. the hell out. And... Yeah. Yeah. So, but we bought it with the idea that it would be well. Here's a good starter home. You know, it's got some got some edges that need you know tightened up and do a little remodeling and we'll probably have it for five, six years, you know, and, and, and move on. Well, here we are. What? 15 years later, dang near. And, uh, we just keep adding to it, you know? So I think in my opinion, I've always felt like working on your house and, and improving it from where it was when you bought it, it just gives you this really cool sense of ownership right that, yeah for sure um i don't know it's i i would say it's uh it's it's enriched our lives now my wife and i are fucking lunatics who love to work and remodel things apparently and we don't uh we're not willing to be risky enough to go buy a fucking house to flip so we do it sure. to our own house you know <laughs> sure um but yeah i think you'd have a lot of fun doing that and then shit having that barn man and if you're saying like fixer upper, it, it sure sounds like nobody's there, right? Like nobody's uh, living there. I have no idea. Honestly, you know, we, we only have what was on the yeah, listing yeah, and the listing yeah. was kind of sparse, you know, it didn't go yeah. into crazy detail or anything. So we'll, we'll, we'll be going and checking it out and, you know, cool, cool. Getting... a lot of factors. So hope, yeah. hope it all works out. There's so many, we looked at 48 different houses before oh my we God. bought the one we're in now. It was insanity. Insanity. Well, that was the thing that I was, we're kind of, I was joking with Emily about is like, you know, when we, when we decided, you know, let's go ahead and get a, get a cat together. We're like, yeah. okay, well let's, let's go and go and look at a couple cats and, you know, go to this yeah. place and go to that place and, you know, really look at it. And then, you know, we go there and the first cat that we pick up is like, okay, this is the one, take it home. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm really hoping go. that she doesn't have like of course I'm yeah. gonna fall in love with this barn because it's it would be perfect Homes for are my tough, business. Man, they're tough to look yeah. at objectively. Yeah. 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 I so just hope tough. that we don't pick up the first cat and decide, oh well, you know, no matter yeah. what what's good, bad, or ugly, let's go ahead and pick up this one, you know. Yeah. Well and don't I, the other piece of advice I would give is well, you know, when you're when you're coming up with your number or your offer or determining budget and that sort of thing is that, you know, be sure to add obviously for remodeling and, and, you know, restoration and repair work that you're going to do after you buy it. Cause that, that hits hard. And as somebody who's been buying materials quite a bit recently, the prices are still up on construction materials. They yeah, really it's are. crazy. And like um, that, that's the other thing is now it's okay. So about a year ago was the worst time to ever buy a house ever yeah. right now. Yes. The bubble, it seems like, you know, everything's cooling down a little bit, but it's still so, so elevated. It's, it's not yeah. really the best it's, you know, it's, 
I don't know. And we it's still have, I just, we still yeah. have like six or seven months left at this apartment before we need to move out. So like, you know, right. we'll be paying double at that point. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. There's never an ideal time. Right. No. Um, and I always say that like big life events, like new jobs, houses, babies, all of these really big life changing things. We always, we always tend to feel like, oh, there couldn't be a worse time for this shit to happen, you know? Mm, but yeah. the reality is there's no good fucking time, right? Like sure. changing a job is stressful. Buying a house is stressful. We just, as humans, I think we tend to downplay good stress, right? Stress can be good. It can be good things happening, causing stress. And so we're like, ah, it's not that stressful. Well, you're damn right it is. It's still a fucking stress, <laughs> yeah. you know? Even though it's all good shit, it's not bad shit happening. Good stress kills too, you know? And it, it hurts too. I think we sometimes forget that. Do you know what is not stressful at all though? Mm, lots of things I can think of, but maybe not appropriate for the conversation. <laughs> Shopping at Maritime Knife Supply. <laughs> Scaritime Knife Supply. Yeah, go, go check out. Check out Lawrence of Canada and get yourself some knife making supplies. What's he got up there, Brian? Man, he's got you know anything. If you're a knife maker, he can he, he can hook you up with knife steel, pin material, mm -hmm. handle material, anything tools for knife making, and also like it's doesn't just end there. There is just general making. You know, it's not just a knife making shop. There's a bunch of stuff for other yeah, makers. Yeah. You know, the, the prices are nice and low, and you can take advantage of that Canadian to U.S. dollar exchange rate. Shipping's really quick. Go and check out Maritime Knife Supply. He is a one hell of a fantastic guy, for sure. Yeah. I just I just pulled up his website, maritimeknifesupply.ca or .com. Either will work. Uh, but he's now carrying Baker Forge and Tool, uh, the Chevron Copper Mai. Yo, I didn't page. know that. Yeah, well, Whoa, yep. look at um, him. Chevron Copper Mask is cladded with AT CRV2 core. It's gorgeous. So, again, knife Luddite here, knife moron here. What do you call the thing that these boys from Baker Forged and Tool are putting in their knives? The little snake. Uh, it's not a divot. <laughs> it's a, what is that thing? It's like. Insanity. Yeah, so the the promotion. I heard piece. the boys on the Art of Craftsmanship uh, podcast talking about it, and he struggled to describe it too. But it is awesome. Yeah, so I mean, the promotional piece for that that um, copper cladded the diamond. I also bought some of the uh, the bronze diamonds, mm -hmm. um, bronze my, and it's the same. It's that that picture of that knife where it has like instead of. Where most people for food release on their chef knives, they do a dime or they do a, a groove in there, so there's room yeah, for air yeah. to get underneath, so that the the whatever you're cutting just. Flops I've seen off like the scalloping side. in there, right. on some knives, but yeah, this is. Like but this a... one is it's like the opposite. It's a ridge that comes out that'll push it off. Which I mean, yeah. I I don't know what How do the they word even for do that, that is. How do they do that? Does it Wizardry. make it? Do they make it thicker and then? Uh, carve it down. It's it's so stinking neat. 
genuinely, I have no idea. <laughs> like oh, that looks I like think, such a pain in the butt for sure. Man, you had him on the you had him on the show recently, didn't you? Yes, I did. You yes, I did. You could ask him, but hey, speaking of 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 uh, WFII or WFI two, great great interview with our boy Kyle from Cage Daily. Listen to that yesterday while I was cleaning the shop, and man. That guy is into all kind of things, isn't he? He is burning the candle at both ends for sure. He Man. is he is all over the place, but he's doing so well at all of it. It's it's really yeah. interesting to see how his his business and he like he's just everything that is KH Daily is like growing yeah. and it's awesome to see for sure. Yeah. He's so thoughtful and uh just calculated is is like the best word I could uh, come up with to describe him yesterday in my head. I was like, he's just very, a very calculated person where everything has a plan and, you know, a plan for everything and everything in its place. And I look at videos of him in his shop and it's like meticulously organized and uh, I'm envious, but great interview. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. A lot, of good in, a lot of good info. And the next show that's coming out this upcoming Tuesday is Brian Hunt from Hidden Rose Forge. Oh, so nice. That nice. Was, that was My another homeboy. fun interview. You know. My Ida homeboy. That's awesome. Yep. Brian's a good dude, man. Yeah, he's uh, and he's been he's been cranking out the blades as well. In fact, uh, I think I, I got to connect up with him. He's got some sheaths that he wants made. So I got to tie in with him and see about making a couple more sheaths for him and pissing around with some leather but yeah sure yeah man it's Lots it's he's also he's building a shop right now he's doing a lot of yeah. reconstruction he's got a fixer upper home not to spoil some of the podcast but we did talk about the fact that he's got a fixer upper that he's working on and yeah. he's got a shop that he's building so it's it's cool to see i think he posted on his instagram about the shop that he's he's building up so it's it's very yeah cool. he and his old man i think are going to kind of share the space a bit um but he's got a really cool place um when you go sort of uh west and south of boise you get into ag fields pretty damn quickly and then <clears throat> when you get closer down uh along the snake river so the snake river starts way the hell up in um uh, up around the Tetons and up there, right? And it makes a run south uh, from the Tetons, and then it heads basically due west across the bottom of Idaho. And then it makes a damn right turn and heads north. It's, it's like, it's fucking everywhere. But that river, as it comes through sort of this valley that we're in, it's massive. You know, it's shit it's probably 200 plus yards across the snake river down here uh in, you know south of boise but as you get out there where brian's at um <clears throat> there are a bunch of ag fields but also the other thing that's really big out there are wineries so there's a ton of vineyards out there and there must be if i was a betting man i'd bet there's two dozen you know probably 24 to 30 different wineries out there it's wow. insane and really good wine, you know, which Mini is Napa over there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, a, he actually, his property, I know this cause we were BSing about, uh, we went and picked apples a couple weeks ago to make applesauce, uh, the kids and the wife and I, but, um, he's adjacent to a, uh, apple orchard that also has all kinds of berries and peaches and plums and shit that he can go raid. 
And then to the other end, on the south end, he's bordered by a damn winery so he can get all the grapes he wants. He's like, it's like in the produce bread basket of Idaho here. So, but yeah, he does have a pretty, pretty uh, long road to hoe on a fixer upper old farmhouse, but really cool looking place. Um, He's got his work cut out for him, but yeah, really cool place. But yeah, guys, so that interview will be coming out here on Tuesday, so that'll be nice and fun. And also, if you want to be on the interview show, just shoot me over a message. I've got a little list that I've got of people that want to be on, but even if you have talked to me, I made a list, and I seem to have lost it somewhere. And of course, me being as forgetful as I am, you know, if if I've already told you, hey, we'll, we'll get you on the list, go ahead reach out again because you know i, I lost my list i'm sorry about that <laughs> but yeah so if anybody wants to be on that interview show hey just just let me know we can uh we can we can schedule something out yeah that'd be great. But yeah man that's been that's so, been really fun to uh do that interview show for sure you're doing so good with it dude and it's i i it seems to be getting uh well received um i've heard from a uh, you know a number of people they really enjoy it and it's it's cool to have that sort of extra content coming out of our show and uh, i think it really you've accomplished what you set out to accomplish and it's really cool to see you know the goal of trying to keep this show more pure and and more just the two or three of us you know sort of talking business in the shop uh and still being able to engage with the audience and uh have guests on and i think that you nailed it it's it's doing so good I think the big thing is like mm. I, I had talked about for a while about doing an interview show on my on my um, YouTube channel, and that just kind of died yeah. because how often do you actually get in like get are you standing in right. person with people? Yeah. So like you know to go and travel and go and you know I I did one with Matt Gentry because uh-huh. I was there I about that, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know that was that was fun, um, but the problem was is like. It, you're just standing you're doing like a 2020 style interview yeah. where you're, you're just asking questions and getting answers and it didn't really go into a conversation at all because Tough, you know with yeah. with a with a podcast you can go for an hour to an hour and 15 30 minutes whatever and you know right. it's just a conversation where on a youtube video you gotta you gotta like snap it up because 15 yeah, you gotta, minutes and you're gonna lose yeah. people 10, 10, you know, even three seconds of silence is hard to overcome sometimes on a video, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, this reminds me of a, a YouTube channel that I found during COVID, and I don't know if they kept it going or not, and I can't even remember the damn name of it, but this guy was doing virtual shop tours during COVID. Interesting. Which, it, it, like, he pulled it off, and it was really, really well done. Um, and people would you'd get on like a zoom call or whatever and record it and people would do a shop tour and then nice. he would do them as sort of lives, you know, uh, YouTube live. And so people could log on while they were doing the tour and ask questions or, Hey, could I see this? How do you like that tool? You know, why'd you put that there? That kind of shit. And it was really, really well done. Um, so I, I've been trying to think of, of some things. So <clears throat> uh i've had instagram the real play bonus now for a few months um and it's starting to starting to pay a bit i got i mean i'm not not making brian house fu money but um (laughs) i think my last check was for 200 bucks so i'll take that you know sure 
money I did not have and income that I did not have. Um, but recently Instagram sent me a note and said, Hey, we've made subscriptions available to you. And I haven't pushed a button yet. And I don't yeah. know if I'm going to, and I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really torn on it. I want to, I want to have something that a is manageable for me to accomplish on a monthly basis. Okay. And B provides value, right? I'm not just going to throw it out there and say, give me five bucks a month just because I'm me, <laughs> you know, like, fuck that. That's bullshit. Um, so I know you gave me a few ideas about, Hey, make one item a month and then, you know, put all the, put all the subscribers names in a hat, pick one and send it to them. Right. Um, other people have given me ideas about, you know, do a, ask me anything twice a month. See, um, that's that's the but, thing is like, of course, you're going to be making it. it we already have an issue of putting up enough content. Like, yeah. like Brian House was pushing the three, three posts a day or three reels a day in a post. Yeah. And it's just like. Um, you know, of course, Brian House, he's got, he's got the people around him and like they can make that content really. He's got three people. Each of them right. make a reel yourself. Right, right. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying like, no, oh, I, I know, wish I know. you know, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but 100%. like, you know, the, the everyday guy like me and you, where it's just us, it's, it's hard yeah. to get done what we're, what we need to get done and also make all of that content. Which yeah. I mean that that's what kind of separates the men from the boys, and that's that's kind of the thing yeah. that you have to overcome. But well, so if we're already having an issue making all of that content, to say, oh, I'm gonna make additional content that's can't. even better, that's behind a paywall. Like what? No can do. Come on. No right. can do. And I'm See, not that's... gonna sit here and say, oh, that tip's too good for my free viewers. Right. You know, right. I'm gonna hold on to that tip or that trick for my paid customer. Not right. bullshit. Only you the tips, not, uh, only the tips on the yeah. paid site. Only the subscribers get just like, the tips. Uh, oh, you get <laughs> priority access to my DMs. Well, I, right. I'm terrible at getting back to people very quickly, but I generally do get back to everyone anyway. So, right. I'm not going to do that. Um, it does come with some features uh, to consider, and so for those that don't know about subscriptions on Instagram, it is a thing. Um, from what I know, I'll tell you the little bit that I know or that I've gleaned from reading. Uh, number one is that you have to set your amount, your monthly subscription amount at the onset. When you, when you click the button, you have to choose what level. And I think it's anywhere from like two bucks on up to a hundred bucks a month. You cannot change that. Is that's the part I've been told that's a thing that makes no sense to me because if you yeah. start off thinking oh i'm gonna do this and then decide well right. actually it'd be better to change it and, and you might be able to change it but i know um that you cannot have tiers so you can't have a one dollar a five dollar and a 25 dollar it's it's, it's got to be set to one number mm. every subscriber pays the same amount um so there's that <clears throat> you get um you can publish content in the form of posts or reels or whatever uh who am i kidding everything's a reel you can put right. you can post reels that only your subscribers can see uh which i think that's kind of neat you know you build build your little community. Eh, except for the fact that instagram already <clears throat> kind of bottles next year posts yeah. anyways where it's I like know. only 
two percent of my subscribe or two of my two percent of my followers already only see what I post and I'm posting <clears throat> every day. You know, if yeah. if you're saying yeah. okay, well, I'm going to exclude that. You know all but the subscribers, you know, what right. if, what if they don't show it to them? Like what, yeah. <laughs> what are they paying for? Yeah. So there's that, the, um, your subscribers get a special badge so that you know that they're a subscriber of yours when you're interacting with them. You can do, uh, lives for just your subscribers. Um, and there's something else and I don't remember. But you kind of get the gist, right? You I can... really, I feel like the best way to handle this is to do a giveaway every month. Yeah. And like, like okay, you're, you're paying $5 a month. It's like, you know, basically, okay, it's it's instead of doing raffles or waffles or whatever the hell we got to talk, call them yeah. nowadays, you know, yeah. instead of instead of doing that every however so often, we're going to do a giveaway. Let's say I make a bottle opener or I make a, you know, it's it's got to be a decent it's got to be worth the money for the people. So, you know, it's, it's not like you can do, you know, I'm going to print off a, you know, a picture of myself and give it like, obviously yeah. people don't want that, but you know, well, I, I could see where you do, okay, let's do something quick and easy on the shop bot, you know, just like a, a name badge yeah. or a whatever. And okay, that's <clears> this week. And then, okay, every third week, we're going to do a big thing that we're going to, that's, that's the one in three months. Okay. There's, there's little prizes every month. And then every third month, it's going to be, okay, you're going to get, I don't know, for me, it would be like a knife or something. Yeah. I like but. that. I do like it like a cutting board or some, some small, or maybe it's a set of plans or, or something. Right. But, but here I'm going to play devil's advocate for, for a moment or two. Um, I have been listening to Vincent Ferrara's, I think that's how you say his name. I don't remember, but he had a podcast called, um, because we make, okay. and it was pretty successful. He, he had, uh, Ethan Carter was a co-host for a while. Ethan's a leather worker sort of in the, in the whole maker sphere, uh, taught a class at, uh, maker camp. And, um, so Ethan was a co-host for a little while. And then, um, most recently he had another co-host, a gal join him who, oh, her and her husband run a makerspace up in, up in the new England part of the world. I, gosh, I can't remember her name. Anyway, Vincent, awesome guy, just an awesome, awesome guy, a huge supporter of sort of. I don't know, we're kind of in our lane here with knife making or woodworking, right? And I would put Vincent and some of these other folks in just the general maker lane, you sure, know? Sure. There's those, I guess if, if you look at it as clicks out in this whole maker universe. But so that Because We Make podcast sort of ran its course and, and Vincent decided he it was time to retire that as a concept. He from what he tells in his intro um, episode uh, is due to probably be laid off from his full-time job here coming up. And so he's trying to bring everything under his umbrella so that he can start earning a living off of his making uh, of content and physical goods. Right. So, gotcha. but in Vincent's intro episode, he says, you know, he said, I will be honest, I struggled with Patreon uh, for the longest time. I did not feel like I 
wanted to do it. Uh, I felt bad about doing it and asking people for money and this and that and the other thing. He said, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I now realize that people want to support you just for doing what you do anyway, right? He's like, I'm not going to necessarily give you anything extra for being a subscriber or a patron or anything like that. He said, I'm just giving you the opportunity if you want to throw me some money to help me make a go of all this, it's there. I don't want to pressure you. I don't expect it. I don't, you know, he's like, I'm not going to treat anyone any different. And I kind of thought, well, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because right. I do that. I think we all probably do that, right? I'll flip somebody money on Patreon just without expecting anything in return, right? Uh, um, I want to help you make a go of this. Your stuff is good enough for me to throw some of my money towards so that you can maybe keep doing it in the future. And I don't need anything for that. I'm getting what I, what I want. So yeah. how do you balance that? Right. And then that, that's sort of the, uh, the devil on my left shoulder talking to the angel on my right, you know, and the angel going, you got to do a fucking raffle every, every month and give away a cutting board. And the devil's going, fuck you, man. People just want to buy you a coffee. Well, so I feel like, you know, doing something once a month isn't enough of a burden to, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like giving people the chance to win something from you once a month, just as an added bonus for supporting you. I feel like that's, I don't know if I'm, if I'm just not jaded enough, but I feel like that's the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I, I, that's where I'm, I'm kind of there now. Okay. Is it, is it more valuable to give something a physical good away versus uh say the gift of knowledge where once a month maybe you do a uh a one to two hour session you know a live session that's recorded for your subscribers on how you build a cabinet or no, how I've... you I feel like that should be given away for free on your Instagram just as a, you know, if if you're interested. Because here's the thing. We, think about when you were first getting into it and all of the things that you saw and how you were helped by so many people on, on whatever. You know, people just gave that away for free so that if you are interested enough to actually be the, you know, 0.1% of people crazy enough to actually do it, then you know you want to support yeah. the person without having make without making them pay for the knowledge i mean unless it's like master level stuff like kyle royer does a master level class of you know knife you know really the crazy intricate things of the okay yeah. well you really have to pay attention to this specific thing when you're doing the you know i understand where you want to keep that to yourself or you know it's it's yeah. the the worth of that is worth paying but not the the intro stuff and the yeah i, yeah. I don't i don't want to put up i'm kind of torn because i think it's i think you could do it in such a way where um well number one the one the one hesitancy i have with the the uh giveaway each month is what am I going to give a cutting board to a bunch of woodworkers? Well, you know, like, but here's the uh, thing: they don't have a Ben Butler give or cutting board. They want it. I don't. They think, want something with your logo on there, and know that something came out of your shop. I don't know that woodworkers are that um, precious about other people's work as knife makers are. I mean, um, yeah, I guess to maybe, to an extent, but... right? Like a give, gifting someone a knife is gifting them a tool. Right. versus 
most things that I would make out of wood, and maybe this is a, maybe maybe this is a real realistic difference. Maybe it's just my own perception, but um, you know, the gift of a knife is the gift of a tool, which is the gift of hell could be survival someday. Um, versus, uh, you know, I give you a cutting board, I give you a niggity knack, you know, wood something. Um, it's gonna go on a shelf in my shop. Uh, and that's about it, you know, versus Well, I mean, I don't know, because if, if the people are willing to give you $5 a month, like what you're saying is if, if it's just, you want to support me, buy me a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever, you know, those are the people that want to have something from your shop. And like, if you, if you start up, you know, $5 a month and I'll do a giveaway once a month, I would be on that list just because, you know, Hey, once a month I have something to look forward to, you know, the, the, you know, giddy feeling of, Oh, is, is my name going to come up in the live stream? You know, and maybe it's a tool even, you know, maybe it's a a partner of a a tool company that you've partnered with and you give away a, a fucking circular saw or whatever, you know, Listen, for five dollars a month, I will definitely win that shot, bot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ideas, you know, because I don't. Like I said, I don't want to push the button willy nilly. I've seen <clears throat> a good number of people now who have done that. Who have the second they got access to subscriptions, they set a level and they started. Hey, I got subscriptions now, and it's like so, like the so what factor, you know? It's like so what. What do I, what, what do you, have you even put any thought into what it means for someone to subscribe to you? I do like the idea of the lives once a month, whether it's teaching something or showing something or shop touring or just beers with the boys, because that gives you the opportunity to build your own community. Right. So here's here's the way to do it. Don't just start off. Okay, now I have subscriptions. You know, you can pay me to watch my content because you know that comes off as as wrong. Where yeah. okay, so I I'm going to start this thing off with a raffle. And if you want to be in on this raffle, if you want to win this, you know, whatever, you have to be a part of of a subscriber thing. And here's all the yeah. other things I'm going to do for you. And Yada yeah. yada yada. Start it off with a with a event. Don't just start it off. That's with a... exactly. That's what I'm trying to build up to is get get that all squared away. And I used to do <clears throat> I used to do it stories a ton on Instagram back in the day. I really enjoyed them. Um, but uh, the amount of interaction that comes out of stories when you get it up and rolling is pretty extreme. It's it's quite a bit. Yeah. And it gets to be a lot to manage at some level. Right. And, uh, you know, with that transparency comes you needing to answer a shitload of DMS with questions. And I'm not a very, um, I've always envied Brian house for this, where he is very much, I'll, he'll put an idea out there and ask people how they would do it. Mm. And then he'll synergize all of those opinions into the best product possible right i'm my brain doesn't work that way you know my brain thinks of the 20 things on its own and then i pick one and then i do it and then i'll show you how i did it but i'm not patient enough to wait for all that shit to come back so i struggle with that type of interaction you know doing stories hey i don't know should i paint this blue or orange see i've done that it's already blue i've already done that 
a couple times with, um, you know, okay, I'm making this knife and it's not for an order. So, you know, I'll do a live stream. Okay, what should the handle material be? I've got this, 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 and this. Okay, I'll yeah. put up a poll and, okay, the the carbon fiber one, it's going to be carbon fiber. Um, yeah. Hey, what's the liner color going to be? I've got this, 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 and this. Okay, you know, this. I so people feel like they built the knife together, but, you know. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's going to sell at the end. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I know. And, and I think it's cool because it, it's a way to engage people and to include people in your process. Yeah. And I think it's really valuable. I think it's what, what ultimately keeps the maker community growing and what keeps it strong is the amount of people that can do that. Uh, because otherwise, we are just a bunch of recluses out in our garage all alone showing people what we do for a change you know instead of keeping it to ourselves if we include those audience members and we include our our friends and our our you know folks who are close to us in the community i think that makes it stronger i'm finding myself uh needing some of that and trying to find a way to, to get it that's manageable Speaking of getting the community together and trying to do things together, I have a really large announcement to bring yeah. out to the people. So there has been this build along that has been growing in the background for a long time. I mean, it's it's been since probably midsummer since it started, like nice. the, the inception started and I was included on it. And, um, you know, the roster has changed a couple times, but now, you know, this. OK, so here's the deal. It's a yeah. build-along knife. It was okay. originally put together by Redbeard Ops and Wingles Workshop. Both guys nice. that were in the Fantasy Both Challenge. Good, good really, gentlemen. Really great guys. So it's me, Wingles Workshop, Redbeard Ops. And originally it was going to be Brian House, but then Brian had the hurricane and the, the shingles, and shingles he had to drop out. And, yep. Yada, yada, yada. Well, it uh, the, the roster changed actually a couple times after that. But the final person that joined and has finished his video in record time, it's Kyle Royer. Freaking Woo! Kyle Royer Woo! jumped in on this this collaboration, awesome. which is crazy because like, what in the hell am I doing in this this collaboration? Yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a collaboration for sure, but. You know, it's it's not like a one-on-one -on -one collaboration, but it's a, you know, hey, we're all doing this build along together with freaking Redbeard Ops, Wengel's Workshop, and Kyle Royer. The, I mean, come on, that's crazy. Makes the, sense to me. Makes sense to me, brother. Sure, sure. So anyways, with this with this build along, so here's the deal. The the initial video is going to come out tomorrow. So this video come, or this podcast comes out Thursday. It's going to come out tomorrow on Friday. Okay. Uh, my time noon. So, you know, check it out this weekend. Um, Where's it, it, really... it going to be uh, on your feed or others' feeds? Are going to get info or all four of us um, okay. made videos and we're dropping it, and you'll be able to watch the video, watch us do the first half of making this knife, okay. and and basically at that point, at the end of the video, we give you a bunch of information. Okay, so it's a very basic. It's like a three and a half inch uh, drop point. It's a very specific knife that you're going to have to build. But it's also like a really easy knife to build. It's a really yeah. simple, you know, there's simple lines in it. It's really, you know, nothing crazy. There's no recurves or anything like that. But mm -hmm. um, 
the huge thing is that, you know, all four of us are dropping these videos and then there'll be a couple weeks in between where you guys will have to build the knife. I, I can't remember if it's three weeks or a month between when we drop the first video, when the knives have to be done. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, we will, all four of us will post our second half of our video and no. that'll be the conclusion. And then we'll have, we'll look through all of the, um, the, the people who made it. They'll send us in um, pictures of their builds, and then the four of us will pick out two different winners. So, okay. I've I've partic I've participated in a couple build alongs, and like you know, the problem is is like you know, there's there's stuff to win, but there's one winner, and it always tends to go to like right. the, the the big wig, the people who've yep. been yep. making knives for a long, long time, and you know, it, that's that's cool. Of course, they've they made the best knife and whatever, but. So we've mm -hmm. decided to kind of split this thing up so that there's an overall winner, which will probably go to a professional. And then there's going to be a novice winner where it's like you've only nice. been knife making for a short amount of time. You don't have a 2 Under by 72 10K followers or. Well, yeah, no, or we're something. not. We're not basing anything on followers because there are some okay. people who are professionals who have lower followers because we talked about doing it that way. But we decided against that. So what we've decided is you know if you don't have a 2 by 72 belt grinder if you don't have if you're you know basically within yeah. a year of making knives this okay. this is going to be like the i we don't really have a really good like we don't want to call it inexperienced i think we're going to go with novice knife maker yeah but Amateur. here's the thing so there's a lot of sponsors so there's maritime knife supply bex armory ooh, tr maker ooh, ooh. diy europe and oh, then man. And then Kyle Royer is putting up his masterclass for wow. the novice knife maker. So the $500 masterclass, you know, that's, there's a couple different winners for the novice where you're mm -hmm. getting money from Maritime Knife Supply. You're getting um, the, the masterclass. There's a couple other different things. And then with Beck's Armory, we're getting the chassis for the disc sander, the, the Vander sander. And then oh, TR nice. Maker is putting up the disc for that. So all you're going to have to do is um, you're going to have to get the motor in the VFD. The motor, yeah. So I think that's, you know, we, there'll be all of the information. I don't want to say which is going to which, you know, because yeah. things Either have way, been kind of going cool. back and forth. But go ahead and watch those videos. Go and check that out. And then, you know, go ahead and build the knife because yeah, there's man. well over $1,000 worth of, of winnings to be had. And it'll be Shoot. split up. And hey, if you're a little guy and you feel like, you know, there's, you know, if you've have if you've not built build along knives because they're like, oh, I don't really have a shot in, in hell of winning this whole thing. Well, this yeah, is no. the one where you're going to have a shot. Yeah. Did you 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 may have said and I missed it, but w what style of knife is it? It's it's kind of like I would call it like an EDC because it's a three and a half Good. inch blade. It's a pretty basic drop point you know the handle is pretty basic as well and and redbeard ops he he designed it and like we kind of did a couple different you know changes to it to make it as simple mm -hmm. as possible so like the person who's just starting knife making can make this stock removal or like if you're a 20 30 years 40 years into making knives you can go hog wild on this you're you're it's a blank canvas yeah. that you can yeah. you can you know show your artistry on so so cool so yeah. cool i like how you did i like how you're doing that where you're you're having the two tiers if you will because you're so right that happens a lot right and where 
the most the, the person with the most followers or the most experience or the whatever you know most well known ends up winning and and you know ironically enough they're probably the people that don't need the things that they're going to win anyway because they exactly. got all the shit that they need and exactly yeah. and also and it's if, not their fault you know uh, right but. and also you know we're not i mean we already have quite a few sponsors if you're a sponsor and you want to put something up I mean, we're still, if we would rather, yeah. I mean, we'll take it all the way up until right towards the end. Um, so the first video we already, of course, we've already made. So we, we can't really add too much to, you know, voiceovers or anything like that. But yeah. all of our promotional stuff, you we're still going to do promotional posts. And then the second video, we'll be able to add you in, you know, to be yeah. like, okay, here's the, the actual sponsor. So you still get promotion from it. Yeah. But. You know, we, nice. we've got, I think it's, it's coming up on $1,500 worth of, with a worth of prizes, but Hey, if there's sponsors out there that want to throw in this, that, or the yeah. other, and actually hell, I'm going to throw in some carbon fiber. Let's, let's just there throw that go. down right now. I'm going to yeah, throw in, boy. I'll throw in a tile of carbon fiber and a piece of black pearl to, there you, go. you know, Get yeah, you why some. not? Why not? Let's, Sweeten let's do this. Pot, baby. Let's just make this a little bit bigger and a little bit better. And if you, like of it, course, man. if you guys want to get in on it, all you have to do is watch the video. There'll be links. You'll be able to see does the design. I think if you print it out on a regular piece of paper, it'll it it prints out exactly the dimensions to scale. So mm -hmm. like you can just cut it out and use that as a stock removal or whatever you want to do with it. It's really simple. It's really fun, and you'll. It's gonna be kind of a sprint there because we we don't have too much time between when we start and when we end. So you, if you're gonna get in on it, you gotta get, jump on it quick. Yeah, yeah. So get you yeah. some. That's very cool. Very cool. And a masterclass, man. That'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah. I've 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 never. Have you paid for and taken an online sort of masterclass kind of a thing at all? I've never done it for knife making, no. I've I've done it... I forget exactly what it was for. I think it was for some sort of a computer... Yeah. <sighs> Man, it's been a okay. long time. It was it was the end of high school that I did some... I know it was on the computer, but yeah. I paid for a master class, and then I couldn't... It still wasn't done well enough where I didn't quite right. get what I needed out of it, and it's just kind of yeah. like I've never done it since. Have you done, like, Skillshare or Udemy or any of those? I have not. Uh, so interestingly, through our public library system here in Boise, you can, and I think this is the case with a lot of public libraries around the country, um, it, folks might take a peek because we get free access to, I think it's Skillshare, one of them, um, through the library, if you have a library card, which is kind of crazy because like there's all kinds of anything from photography to fucking math, you know, I mean, there's all kind of stuff on there. Software is a big one on some of these where, you know, you learn Photoshop or learn final cut or, uh, you know, what's the Adobe editing suite. I, um, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> might be worth checking out if folks are you know, just that popped into my head on master classes. And I've been thinking about, um, how to design them and how to put one together um still taking steps towards um 
working out at the maker shop here in Boise, the new sort of community-based woodworking shop or maker space, if you will, uh, that my buddies uh, Monty and Alex opened up here. Um, and it looks like that's going to become a reality. And so I'll become an instructor for some evening classes and different things out there. And then also just uh, sort of helping uh, folks that come in with builds and whatever they need, you know, and people uh, need some mentoring, that kind of thing. Just kind of being, being there, being available, helping people with projects and maintaining tools and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things we're kind of talking through or talking about is um, in addition to offering the physical space and the tools for folks to use, you know, we're thinking, gosh, it would make so much sense with this beautiful shop, all this space, uh, it would be to put together some online classes as well. Sure, sure. You know, right now we're very limited to um, people who live in Boise, you know, in terms of the customer base versus online classes are, you know, they're fairly passive income and you can build them once and maybe tinker with them on a quarterly or annual basis or whatever, you know, based on feedback. But for the most part, you you shoot it, you edit it, and you put it out there for purchase and people get after it, you know. And Sure, but sure. Having been a trainer for part of my career, training people on wildfire stuff and lots of presentations and that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Online classes can either like hit home run, big time, grand slam, or they just fucking flop, you yeah. know? And uh, so, yeah, I've been considering, there's a few I've got, got my eyes on just to, to buy, not necessarily with the idea that I want to I want to learn the topic so much. It's that I want to learn how they put their class together. Um, and Kyle Roars is one that I've kind of had my eye on. Like, I wonder how he put it all together and how it, how like how it's delivered and you know sure, how easy sure. is it to, di to digest and that kind well, of. Well, that's a thing with Kyle is you know if you just watch his YouTube videos, they're so well done, they're so well yeah. edited, and they're they're so packed full of information that mm -hmm. it's you can only imagine if if you're paying for something it's going to be that much better right yeah um yeah. so i'm looking over my my notes for the build along there's a couple different things that i didn't bring up so one of the things that i forgot to bring up is um a part of that those um those prizes one of them is diy europe he's actually going to be he was super generous basically he's going to whoever wins the overall one it sounds like he's going to put up a custom radius platen for whatever um, belt grinder that they have. Oh, very cool. So, you know, that's a really large one where it's like, you know, hey, that's that's not only is it because with a radius platen, if he puts up, for instance, uh, one that fits the, the revolution and you don't have the revolution. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but this thing doesn't fit my machine. So he right. said that basically whoever wins whatever 2x72 they have. He will he will put up a radius plan for that one. And again, if you guys it, are yeah. out there and you're you have something that you guys want to put forth to, you know, sweeten the pot on this and you'll you'll get some, you know, promotion through it, then let me know. Contact me directly and then I will bring it up to the group and we'll we'll get you into the prize pool. Very we definitely cool. need we definitely need more for you know the 
the the Bex Armory and the TR Maker, those are coming together to make a, a sanding di- like the one of those right. um, disc sanders. Yeah. Um, you know that that we felt, and the things might change, but we felt like that's probably going to need to go towards the overall winner because you know they are more likely to be able to get the the motor in the VFD. And they, they already have a belt grinder. And if like if you're going to get a disc sander, you probably already need to have a belt grinder. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Things are we're still conver- you know, talking about it and you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, don't take my word right now that that's the way it's going to be. But we, we need more stuff for the um the beginner, the novice level, because we have the Kyle Royer, the five hundred dollar value masterclass, and then we've got money from Maritime Knife Supply. So you know, I, you know, if you need, we need more stuff for them, be it materials or something that is based towards, you know, the, the beginner, that would yep. be ideal. Yeah. So. Super cool, man. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead. Do we, do you have a dad joke? I feel like we're just, well, we're an hour and four minutes. We got to hit up a dad joke. Um, yeah. Let me dig it. Uh, somebody sent me one. Let me see. Who was it? Um, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> While I'm doing that, um, it's an hour in, Ben. You should have had the dad joke ready. Come on. Now. I actually was starting to move that way, and then I sprung it on you. Yeah. That's okay. Well, That's all right. I can't find it, but let me. Uh, I got another list here. Um. Why do peppers make such good archers? Why do peppers make such such good archers? Because they habanero. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely did not see that one coming. (laughs) What did the sink tell the toilet? What did the sink tell the toilet? Hey, man, you look flushed. (laughs) anyway uh wfi projects really quick pick pick one of those and then uh we're gonna wrap i think because yo i saw i saw this really cool one from tortuga bladeworks he's doing some um screen printed shirts and this tortuga bladeworks print like you know Nothing against the people that just have their logo, slap it on a shirt, and go and sell them. Sure. But this thing is next level. I mean, it's it's got like this. Um, it honestly looks. Have you seen the second parts of the Caribbean? Um, or maybe it's mm. no. It's got to be the third one where the the um, oh, shit. What's his name? Oh, it's been so long since I've watched Pirates of the Caribbean. But that guy yeah. with the octopus face, with the yeah, with the tentacles and name? stuff. Um, I'm, I'm tracking you. So he's got like that thing on, and it's kind of it all comes together with Tortuga Blade Works. It's kind of like that's all that theme. So it's got this like octopus that comes together in a skull with a hat, uh, like oh, cool. a pirate ship hat. A couple blades on there. There's a big sword that goes down the center of it. That is the eye in Tortuga, and I think then I might it's have really seen cool. This. Yeah, let me see. Yo, oh, if you is. want there one is. of these badass shirts, you need to go pick up one quick because I can't imagine they're going to stick around for Fresh too long. New makeover, we love it. The newest t-shirt order is in printing and open drop will be in a couple weeks in early November. Yeah, that's badass, man. That is so cool. Tortuga. Sure. 
Tartuga Blade Works. Yeah, definitely go follow him. Go check <clears> that <throat> out. Get yourself a shirt. Very cool. Um, I don't know if he's tagged WFI Projects or not, but it deserves shouting out regardless. Uh, Corey Stanley over at Odyssey CNC. If you've not seen what Corey's doing, um, so Corey co-hosts the Make Shit. <laughs> I call it the Make Shit. The Makeshift podcast uh, with Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs. Another good show. If you don't listen, uh, start. It's really good stuff. A couple of Navy boys uh, that get together once a week and, and uh, often now are bringing other makers into the fold. I was on the show at one point. Uh, which doesn't say much about the show, but um, <laughs> come on, <now. laughs> Corey is um, <clears throat> Corey's building a CNC machine for sale. Ultimately, All he's right. starting a, a CNC manufacturing company. He started that up, and uh, his goal is that the that it would be a uh, basically a milling machine in a way that it would be a rotary CNC, a fourth okay. axis cut metal cut wood cut aluminum non-ferrous that kind of shit um beefy beefy fucking machine and uh he's getting closer and closer to having the damn thing launch so really freaking cool to watch i've been bsing with him on the side a little bit and until like the other night i did not realize that his sort of benchmark was that this fucking thing was going to cut metal um and so which is kind of rare, right? Most of these, quote, hobby-grade or desktop-grade CNC machines, their their goal is not to cut metal. Uh, Corey's is. He's, you know, from Here the spindle go. to the software to the everything, uh, his mission is that this thing will be a, basically a CNC lathe. So, That's going to be cool for sure. That's That would be one hell of a tool to have in the shop. Yeah, and I think his price point's going to, you know, he's sounds like he's shooting somewhere between the three to no, you know, five would be very high thousand dollar mark, but probably closer to the three grand mark on this thing, which is kind of unheard of for what it would be able to do. You know, it, it'll do, uh, it'll do lathe work, what they call fourth axes work, but it can also just be used as a straight up, you know, X, Y, and Z CNC machine with a small bed, basically. Um, so if you wanted to, uh, you know, do some work to uh, cut something in the round, you could do that. And then if you wanted to make a fucking tray, you could do that as well. You know, interesting, so interesting a, for sure. Pretty cool thing. So I've got my next one, um, Colin underscore Hayworth from Spring, Texas. He is working on this folding knife, and it's it looks like it's going to be a friction folder. But the styling on this is a harpoon clip, which I have absolutely fallen in love with because I made one harpoon clip knife. And yeah. now now shortly after I did that one, someone else ordered one. So now I'm making a nice. I'm currently in the process of making another one. So, you know, this harpoon so, clip styling is just really, really badass. I love the way that it looks. Yeah. And then um, I know that he, I don't think that he posted it on hashtag WFI projects, but I'm going to bring it up as well. I'm going to bring one up that isn't on the hashtag anyways. It's Ben's Bites. He has been... Oh, Lord. Incredible, right? Yo, have you seen it? Have His you seen folder? the thing? Yeah, that folder with the axes lock Fucking on it. 
awesome. Oh dude. my god, that Fucking thing's so cool. Incredible. So when I when I saw him make a friction folder, that is was the the catalyst to be like, okay, I need to make a friction folder now. I've got to try it out. I've got to make one. Yeah. And now he's made an access lock, and I'm I feel that same feeling. It's like, oh, I need to try it. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually phenomenal. I talked to him a little bit on the phone yesterday about it. <clears throat> And basically what he ended up doing is he bought like this cheap knockoff and um, basically he bought a cheap knockoff um, uh, version of this axis lock and he basically took it apart and re-engineered it and like figured, right? Well, basically he took it apart and saw how it worked and then figured it out and, you know, made it himself. And oh my God, I think so cool. (laughs) I want to do it. (laughs) You know, it's funny because... When I saw him posting on on making fo- a folder, it was like, it just seemed like such a natural progression, right? Like, he's so good at those details. It, it right. just it was like, yep, he is gonna fucking knock this shit out of the park, and yeah. here he goes. It's just fun to sit back and watch him watch him do it. It's really cool, really cool stuff. Um, For sure. Oh, shnikes. I just had something. When you say harpoon clip, you're referring to the point on that thing, right? Where there's like blade on top and bottom kind of deal. So it's the styling. Like you you hear yeah. drop point or Warren Cliff style or fighter yeah. knife or straight back. Another another style of, of blade is a harpoon clip. And it's it's okay. relatively new. It hasn't. Well, I, I guess I can't quite say that. It's It's relatively newly popular. So it's kind of becoming... It kind of like the uh, K-tip chef knife was huge a couple of years ago, or the Serbian mm-hmm. chef knife was huge a couple of years ago. Right now, it seems like the harpoon clip is having its heyday. Nice. Yeah, I so. like it. It's cool. Cool look. This guy uh, is new to the hashtag, at least as far as I understand or know or have seen, but creative, G-U-I-S-E-L-L-C, creative guys llc i guess that's uh, the, that's the way i would see it yeah he just just a video of him profiling some blades there but he I, I hadn't seen him in the hashtag before so welcome to uh creative guys yeah it's awesome to see new people because still it seems like we see the same people over and over again like this yeah, one there's here's here's another one from Kawa Jeanette Racine where it's it's more wooden spoons that she's done and they're perfect and they're they're lovely and you know yeah. I have a set of her spoons and I still am not allowed to touch them because Emily thinks that they're yeah. like they're something to look at not use <laughs> right and uh Caroline Jeanette is going to hate that because you know just I like know, everybody right? you make a tool you you're supposed to use. use it right but Emily, Emily yeah. thinks that they're just so, so cool. So check out Cowan and Jeanette for sure. But like I was saying, there's so many people that we see on a regular basis in there. So I love hearing some new people in that. Yeah, I know. I think Instagram does that intentionally. It's like they don't, they don't let new people in. It's just the same old, same olds, you know, because they think we're trying to use, I mean, obviously we're trying to use that hashtag to build a community, but we want the new fucking people too, not just the old ones. Sure, sure. All right, guys, so we have, you know, we this is a fantastic show, and we're going to jump into the after show. But oh, yeah. The only thing with the after show is you have to be a part of our Patreon, and you can be a part of our Patreon for as little as $1 a month, 
Um, there's $1. a couple other tiers if you, you if you feel for one dollar. Well, here's the thing. So we're not, we're not doing any sort of commercial on this show. There's no you won't be interrupted anywhere throughout this com- the show with you know random commercials, whatever Spotify or Apple thinks that you need to hear. You know, there's none of that. We just re- no. we are supported a hundred percent by Maritime Knife Supply and our sponsors on Patreon. So we appreciate you guys. And as an added bonus, we're going to jump into an after show for you guys. So Ooh, I'll let's talk about my crazy, uh, my crazy bid that I'm working on. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk, talk about that. that. So normally, yeah, let's let's just go ahead and jump into the after show. Ben, this has been a great podcast. I Dude, appreciate talking to you. This is getting to be old hat. The two of us. I don't know. House, <laughs> look out, brother. Yeah, the I think B&B he's show. You know, Ben or Brian will be on next week. It sounds like he's just had a little yeah. bit too much pain going on. You thought he was going to be able to, but you know, man, knock on wood. I uh, I got the old antiviral meds and the antibiotics on board, heavy, heavy doses, three grams of fucking antiviral a day, and it just kicked the shit out of my shingles. <laughs> I still got some phantom ghost pain kind of shit going on, but. Knock on wood, brother. I hope housework gets better fast. Gets all right, guys. We appreciate Thanks, you everybody. guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic working week. Woo! Let's go to that Woo! after show. <laughs>